Welcome back, Richard. It is it is good to see you on this final weekend of 2023. Right. I heard somebody say yesterday, this is the last Friday of 2023. This is the last weekend of 2023. Yep. Uh, barreling into 2024. That's right. Um, starting on Monday, it's 2024. And um, so... And, and we're going to kind of break from maybe what was expected because we're not going to do a podcast about, you know, Alice, the new year, let's, you know, look at New Year's resolutions or goals for the new year or reflecting back on the, on the previous year. We're going to we're going to kind of focus on a, a different topic, a topic that we work with patients and work with people about with uh, Frequently, and yeah. and that is the idea of, of grief, the the process, the the um the experience of grief, and you know, and it does fit a little bit, you know, with this time of year because those of us who have lost loved ones, you know, the holiday season can be really difficult because of you know thinking about and, and still grieving about those that we've lost. But we're going to talk about grief and and what that's what that process looks like and um, just some new information that, you know, we've found in an article recently that we want to talk about. Right. Yeah. I think that uh, there are many people, many outlets talking about um, saying goodbye to 2023 and, you know, making resolutions and talking about 2024. Um, One of the things that strikes us is that this time of year, um, if you, if you have lost a loved one, uh, you get a poignant reminder because of the holiday season, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or or whatever you're celebrating. Uh, and it brings up all those memories of, of um, loved ones that we've lost. So um, we want to reach out. Um, we, we Most of us are struggling with some type of grief. Um, and it's good to find it's good to find whatever help we can we can get wherever we can get it. And we stumbled on this article quite almost quite by accident. And um, so we wanted to talk about, we hadn't planned to talk about grief and loss today, but um, this article sort of helped, helped us get a different, a little bit different perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, and we wanted to share it um, and to share our thoughts with you about the, this very difficult topic. Um, losing, when we talk about losing a loved one, we, we typically, typically think about um, uh, loss uh, through death. Um, but loss can take many forms. I mean, those of us who are grieving, going through a grieving process, it's not just through the death of a loved one. Um, that's certainly the worst loss, of course, because it's so permanent. Um, because uh, the, this is this is the grief that's the most overwhelming um, because of the finality of it. Right. But there are many other types of, of, of loss. Okay. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, whether it's, you know, losing um, a relationship or losing a loved one through divorce, right. mm-hmm. um, through, you know, people moving away, you know, that that's part of the idea of um, like an empty nest syndrome, you know, that's part of a, a sort of a grieving process of, you know, your kids having moved away and, and starting their own own lives and not being at home anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and recently we talked about the idea of, of estrangement and, you know, when a, an adult or when a child, um, or a family member decides that they don't want to have a relationship anymore. And, and I do, I, I think I struggle sometimes with the idea of, you know, as you said, grieving the the death of a loss of a loved one is, is really difficult, but, you know, sometimes that you kind of go back and forth with, you know, that, 
there is the finality of that one. But how, how what, what about the, the grieving of a loved one who has chosen right. to leave and you know that there's a strong likelihood that you may not, not see them again. You're not going to have that relationship with them again, but they're out there living their life and choosing to not be part of your life. And, and I think that that is, is a, a, another very difficult um, process and, and grief to, to be dealing with. So, yeah, you're right. When, yeah. when somebody dies, um, when you have loss through the death of a loved one, uh, your grief is sort of linear because mm -hmm. you have this moment in time when the loss occurs, but then you gradually move away from it. And the farther away you get, the mm -hmm. less hurt you feel. Right. When somebody, when you're talking about a divorce or estrangement or a move, the person is still alive, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the, the grief is sort of, it sort of cycles. It, right. It's not linear. You're not moving away from a point in time. This person still exists. Right. And you might see them periodically. Right. Um, if, if you have a family member who's estranged and suddenly you have a family gathering and you're in the same place at the same time, the, the, the loss occurs again and it recycles, you know? So, so the, it is a different kind of loss. Um, and we have to, and we deal with it in somewhat different ways. Yeah. So, um, with loss, regardless of the loss, comes grief. Okay. Right. And, but like loss, grief can take several forms. Right. You know? And, and we know we, we, we're not, you and I are not immune to grief. Um, so in addition to dealing with our own grief, we have the privilege, uh, to help others manage their grief. And while we've learned something about grief, there's, you just can't escape the emptiness and the fear and the loneliness um, that can that can easily overwhelm you. We, I mean, we get that, and and there's no way to escape that. With loss, you have these feelings of emptiness and fear, and how can I possibly go on under these circumstances? How do I how do I how do I deal with life? So we had this little epiphany. Um, I did at least. I, I've been talking about this stuff and going through. You know, we go through it ourselves with loss. And I came to realize, and I think what this article helped me do, is it helped me to formulate this idea that grief is both a feeling. Mm -hmm. I, I have this feeling, and we call that grief. But grief is also a process. Right. Like that's the part that that we're going to ask you to walk with us through. Grief is a feeling, and grief is a process. Absolutely, and and I think that. You know, when we think about grief as a feeling, it really is a, a mixture of a lot of different feelings, right? Because we can be angry, we can be sad, we can um, be afraid, you know, we can, there, there's a lot of different things that we can experience um, as a result of, of grief. But the, the grief process, you know, that, that's a slightly different um, different animal that to, to deal with. And, you know, we, we've all heard of the the stages of grief and right. they've been kind of purported as the stages of grief, but they're not really stages. You don't, you don't go through them sequentially. Um, you can bounce around um, with them, but the way that this article and the way that we're going to talk about grief today is a little bit different because th this process tends to take two, tends to come and present itself in, in two parts. Mm -hmm. and, and that first part is, 
really is is the price we pay for loving each other. And this is something that I've talked to people about a lot recently. And so this this part of the article really um, reinforced some things that I've been talking about with people that, you know, that that extreme emotion that we feel with grief is sort of a, a, a reflection of oftentimes of the love that we felt for that person. You That's know, right. the stronger the love we had for that person, oftentimes the stronger those emotions are going to be when we're going through that grief process. Right. That's right. And in a way, it, you know, grief, these, these horrible feelings that we have, that's the price we pay for loving another person. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think everybody can agree. I miss my parents more than I can even begin to describe because I love them deeply. Okay. The more you, the, the, the stronger the love, the stronger the grief. Okay. Yeah. It is the price we pay. And and if the, but the, but if this is the price that I have to pay for loving somebody, I'll pay it because the choice is don't have anybody in your life you care about. Okay, right. and we all should. We all do have people that we do care about. And the more you love somebody, the deeper the love, the longer the love, the more you're going to miss them. The, the stronger the grief is going to be. So so that in itself is some is is some comfort i mean the, i'm willing to pay this price mm -hmm. i've made the decision that i'm not going to stop loving other people even though i know that loving carries grief within it there's this kernel of grief inside every love relationship that you have whether it's with a family member or a friend or a spouse or a partner your love carries within it this kernel of grief that's going to appear if you lose that loved one Absolutely. Now, now, the second part of of grief as a process is that it, it is a process that helps us to heal and, and makes it possible for us to move on to the next stage, the next process, the next purpose of life. And, and you know, going through this the, through this process of grief can help us become stronger. It can help us to to see relationships and to experience relationships in different ways and so in in that way it, it is also a really important process just for our own progression in life and and how we're how we're getting through different experiences that we have right yeah the the process is what's going to heal us and makes it possible for us to move on to what is next and we're going to have to move on. And, and so we use what is called the grief process to get there. Now, typically, and you, you mentioned this a few minutes ago, a few minutes ago, the stages of grief. Okay. When, when she developed that um, stage theory, it was with a specific population. It was right. people who had terminal, they, they just learned that they had a terminal illness. And um, in that group, those five steps are probably fairly predictable and fairly consistent, but that doesn't apply to all types of grief. So, so if you're going to go through a grief process, it's going to, um, it's going to have many other dimensions mm -hmm. than what we typically think of as the stages of grief, because that was meant for a particular type of loss, a particular type of issue. So, when we talk about the many different kinds of grief and we go through this process, the first thing that this author tells us, and I think she's absolutely right about this, 
Grief is not, she says, and we're sort of paraphrasing what she said, grief is not truly healable. Right. You're, you are not going to heal the grief. It, don't set out to say, when am I going to feel normal right. again? I, I think that that's such an important point because how many times, that's what people want is people will say, when is it going to stop hurting or when am I going to stop feeling sad? You know, going back to that first purpose of grief, that that reminder of how much we cared about the person that we lost. Do, do you really, and, and as, as strange as it may sound to ask this question, do you really want it to go away? Do you I, really want to stop feeling about that person and having that emotion about that person? And, right. and, and I know that I know that I don't, even though I don't really like how how bad I feel at times when I think about people that I've lost, mm -hmm. I certainly don't want to get to a point where I just don't even think about it and I don't care about it and <laughs> all that all those emotions go away. I, I don't want that either. Right. I'm never going to stop missing my parents. Right? Right. This is not going to happen. I'm My life is changed forever with that loss. And I'm never going to be normal. Remember when the pandemic first hit and people talked about the new normal? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not new and it's not going to be. We're, we're not going back. Right. To what, we're the, we're going to go to someplace different. Right. Okay? And you're not going to stop. So. I think she's absolutely right. Grief is not truly healable. It's a change. Grief is a change. It's going to shake you to your foundation. It's going to change everything. But now we have to rebuild that foundation to accommodate the change. Our life is different. And now we have to build a life, not a new life, but we have to build a new foundation to our life to accommodate that change. It's never going to be as it was before. If you have somebody truly important in your life and that person leaves you through right. death, divorce, estrangement, doesn't matter. When that person leaves you, it's never going to be as it was before. It can't, it can't be. Right. Um, the only, the only, the only way it can be as it was before is if the person didn't matter to you. I mean, there are people who die every day, but right. if, they if they don't matter to us, they don't change our life. But if they matter to us, it changes your life. And what you have to do is accommodate that change. Absolutely. And so, so in in the article, she offers some advice. Yeah. Um, and we think it's advice that is worth considering, um, no matter where right. we are in, in in the process. And the the first piece of advice that she she offers is exactly what you just said: to that we need to consider and re remember that loss changes everything and Absolutely. because it changes everything and there's no going back we have to work towards acceptance in some way mm -hmm. um many times that's a very you know for many people that's a really difficult thing to do because you know it, it's accepting something that you don't want which is difficult for us to to do but the the when we can get to that point um it can be very relieving as it relates to, you know, how we're processing it and how we're dealing with, with the sadness and the, the those negative emotions. That's right. Yeah. You're never going to go back, um, but, but accept that and say, okay, things are, things are different now. 
And it's okay for you to do things that you did before. You know, frequently feel guilty, but well, I can't do that because she's not here. I can't do that because that's what we, no, it's okay to do those things that you've always done. But you also have to give yourself permission to do things differently, to do new things. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And so do what you need to do mm-hmm. and do whatever you need to do, whatever whatever you need to do and you want to do. If you want to be alone, be alone. If you want to be with somebody, be with somebody. You have permission. Everything is different now. And you have permission to either do what you've always done or do things differently. It, it's okay either way. Right. And, and it's, yeah, I, I think that that, you know, recognizing that, you know, you can keep some things the same if that's okay. And you can change things as well if that's okay. Wh- whatever you need to do is what is what you need to do. And, and I think that we've all experienced those things where, you know, um, there was an activity or something that you did that was closely connected with the person that you lost. And right. after losing that person, it just isn't the same. And you know, whether it's, it doesn't have this, you don't have the same enthusiasm about it or just being it, doing it or being in the presence of it brings back so many negative, you know, feelings and it's uncomfortable or, you know, the feelings that we don't like mm-hmm. um, that we can stop doing it. It's okay. It, right. It's right to do that. Right. Yeah. There's, there's things like um, couples may have gone to a certain restaurant. Okay. The, they had a ritual that every Thursday at 4.30, they went to a particular restaurant. Maybe maybe you never want to go back to that place again because the memories are just too painful. Don't, okay? But you don't have to feel guilty about going to a new place with new people. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, a really important piece to this is how difficult it is when it's a the loss of someone that has been in your life for a very long time, you know, because the longer someone's in your life, the more of those places there are. Right. And so right. you, you, you're you going to think, oh, the last time I went to this restaurant was with this person. The last time I did this was with that person. The last time I did that was with that person. And so now, you, you know, if you if you only avoid everything, right. you're going to get to the point where you're avoiding everything. Exactly. Um, right. So, so yeah, you, you have to start working to build new um new experiences, new memories, new um, connections with things. And, you know, sometimes that means going through the, a difficult process. And sometimes it just means avoiding those things. So right. you have to weigh the, these things out and, and do what fits best for you. That's right. And when somebody says to you, well, oh, my gosh, I could never go back to where we used to eat. every. I, I just could never do that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you if you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Remember what we said, it's different for everybody. You have to do what works for you and it will be different for everyone. You're not doing anything wrong. If you're, if you're doing something or you have a different feeling than another person who's gone through the same experience. I think of people who have lost long-term partners Mm -hmm. and they're having a conversation and one of them says, Oh, I can never go back to that restaurant again. And the other person says, Oh, I go back all the time. It's okay. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with either one of those. Right. Absolutely. All right. The second Stop piece of advice is uh, is the importance of connections with other people, and so she she encourages us to communicate with those who who care about us and who we care about in, in return. And and again, you know, communication, getting 
talking about these things and sort of finding ways to to let some of that emotion out is is right. so important because you know the more that we hold it in and, and and kind of compress it down and 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 shove it back in the back of our our minds or back of our hearts um the more difficult it's going to be because it's going to find a way out it, right. it, it always does and you right. can talk about all the cliches we want but you know it, when, the more that we stuff down emotions, the more ways the emotions are going to find a way to come out. And usually at times we don't want them to come out and at times when we're not really ready for them to come out. And so communicating and talking with other people, letting them know how you feel, don't assume that they know what you're experiencing and and then you get upset because they do something that upsets you. Right. Talk to them and let them know what's going on and what you're experiencing. Exactly. You know, don't don't assume that people know how you're feeling or that they don't want to hear from you or that you're a burden. The way this communicate with those who care about you. If they care about you, they're going to listen to you and they're going to be sensitive and they're going to be understanding. If they don't care about you, you're not imposing. If you want to bring your grief to me, it's okay. I'm okay. Just it's okay. I'm not going to share my grief with everybody. Right. A stranger in a grocery line. I mean, no, but those people who care about you, you need to tell them how you're feeling. When you confide in others, others who care about you, when you confide in them, it nurtures the relationships that you want to maintain. And that's one of the things you want to do is you want to strengthen the relationships that you do have. Mm-hmm. And so one way to do that is to, is to, confide in others tell mm-hmm. others how you feel um and that will nurture that will build those relationships that remain absolutely communicate with others definitely now the, the, Number th- three? the third piece of advice is to as we said just a moment ago is to work towards making new rituals making new traditions new um just new things that you do it could be with your just by yourself it could be with other people but you know, you're going to feel some kind of way, as people say, you're going to feel some kind of way about this, but but that's okay. You know, you, you have to go through this process of building new memories, new rituals, new traditions. Um, you know, we see this a lot in, in when, when families um, separate and when there's a divorce, and now all of a sudden we're having to do Christmas in different ways, or we're having to do, you know, different celebrations in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to, you know, even handle the start of the school year in different ways. You know, right. all of these things um, have to find a new, new pro- procedure, a new, mm-hmm. a new ritual, and that's okay. It's going to be hard, but that's okay. We need to do that. That's right. And you don't have, again, you don't have to feel guilty about building those new right. things. Okay, there's no reason to feel guilt or sadness. These new things will help to heal you. Okay, and they'll—it's what brings the joy back into your life. When we talk about grief as a process, you have to do things that are that will heal your spirit, that will heal that those those terrible feelings, the fear and the anxiety and the loneliness. Well, you have to you have to do things like talk to people, um, but make new rituals. Remember what we said: grief is about change. Right. And so part of the change is that you're going to make new rituals. <laughs> you, you said something about the start of school. I forgot about that. When a family divorces, that first day of school is really, really different. 
Yeah. Okay? So are all the holidays. Yeah. I mean, now you have your children for half of the holiday of, of the Christmas break. Okay. That's an enormous change that you're going to have to make work. So right. you're going to have to build a new set of traditions to accommodate the change that the divorce agreement imposes on everybody. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you enter into those, those times and, you know, I guess really can't emphasize enough the importance of communication because, you know, when you, as you're building new relationships or you're, you know, moving forward after, after the loss of what, whatever right. type of loss you've had, you know, you need to let your, the other people know that you, whether it's a new partner or, you know, other people that you're, you're, you're going through this with, you need to communicate with them in a way that they understand what you're experiencing. So you can say, you know, well, we used to always do it this way, or we used to always do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm either comfortable with that, or I'm not comfortable with that. I, I want to continue to do that. Or I, I wish that I would like for us to do something different this time. Um, you know, there, there's lots of different ways to approach that, but it all begins with communicating and, and, and being open and allowing yourself to, you know, maybe be a little bit vulnerable in, in talking about some of those feelings with other people so that you can bring some of that joy back to your life. So you can enjoy what you're, what you're doing instead of just fearing what you're experiencing and, and dreading the the possibility of these negative feelings coming back and, and overwhelming you. That's right. Yeah. Do something different, make new rituals. Your, your life is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so accommodate to that difference by creating new rituals or making the old rituals work better under these different circumstances. Okay. And also this last one, I am a firm believer in this last one. You have to honor right. your, the memories that you have. Right. Absolutely. Okay. I, 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 you can't, and you, you can't emphasize that enough that, right. you know, people want to move on. They want to, you know, forget about the, that, that those experiences or the past. Yeah. I, I think the more we try to do that, the, the, the harder it is to go through the process of grief. I think it's so important to mm-hmm. honor those memories and, and to, you know, take some time when you need to take some time to, to think about it and to, to honor it. That's right. There, you know, you need to, you need to remember there, there, there won't be a day that you're not going to feel the absence of that person. I mean, if that person was important to you, I I go back to my mother, I would call her every morning at seven o'clock. Okay. I feel that every day at seven o'clock. Of course. Why would I not? Okay. Um, It will fade over time, but there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about my parents in some way. They, They were in my life for, you know, 60 or 70 years, of course, I'm going to think about them every day. How could I not? That ache, those feelings, they're going to fade over time, but go ahead and have them. It's it's absolutely normal. And in fact, it's very healthy for you to have them. And not only can you have the good memories, go ahead and have the bad memories. Yeah. After all, my parents were human. Okay. They made mistakes. My partners were human and so there are some very fond memories that i have but there are also some difficult memories that i have it's okay to think about both 
What you shouldn't do is say, I need to forget about those things. No, 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 no. You need to honor those memories mm-hmm. and allow them to be in your life. These were important people. Of course, you're going to think about them every day. It's perfectly right. okay. Yeah, you, you certainly don't want to ruminate over them to where you you it's sort of a, a obsessive, intrusive sure. thoughts. You you think about them and you you respect them and you you know you you take what you can from them and learn from them. But yeah. you're, you're right, the, the good and the bad. You, you, you it's all part of our life. You know, part of the process. That's right. <laughs> so so as you you know, as we move into 2024 and we think about goodness, if we just think about the last three years and, and all that we wow. have lost um, over the past few years, right. not just because of the pandemic, but because of everything else that's happening in our world, you know, it, it is important that we um, recognize that grief is part of life. It's part right. of the process that we have to go through. It's it's part of the experience that makes us human. Mm-hmm. If we, you know, there are lots of animals so it seems that they they don't grieve the loss of you know other 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 creatures in their in their lives um but we do because we're social creatures and we 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 build connections and that's one of the main things we do throughout our lives is we build connections with other people and so we have to give ourselves the grace that comes with losing something that's so important in our life and then find a way to move forward because while things aren't going to be the same, that's okay. You know, right. it doesn't have, it, things will never be the same every day. Um, right. And so there's going to be change. We have to be able to cope with that. That's right. That's right. It's never keep reminding you. It's never, nothing is ever going to be the same again. Okay. But that's okay. And you use this, this type of information that we're giving you today and, and we can, it, it'll be in the show notes. Um, use these sort of tips that she gives us. I think these are really useful guidelines yeah. uh, for all these things. And it's okay to feel, it's okay to honor their memories. Um, it's never going to be the same, um, but you are But you have to move from that. It's a change. It's a change that you have to accommodate. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, that is it for today for our last podcast of 2023. Um, we're looking forward to 2024. There's going to be, you know, who knows what there's going to be to talk about. Oh my gosh. 2024. You said it earlier. It's going to be a big year. Huh? It is going to be a big year. There's presidential there's, election and um, all yes. kinds of things going on. Lots of things happening in 2024. And, and so there's certainly going to be lots for us to talk about. And, um, you know, if there's ever anything that you would like for us to talk about, please share that with us. You can always reach out to us through email or through, you know, through different, um, you know, the different social media platforms and however you would like to communicate with us. We're always here to listen and do what we can. And so I want to wish everyone a very happy new year. Um, I hope that you've finished 2023 um, in a positive way and that you're ready for 2024. Right. Hopefully 2024 will be a little less angry than 2023. Out of anger in 2023. So hopefully we'll we'll uh, move to a new place in 2024 with a little less anger. Yeah. And um, maybe maybe try to get along better with each other. So maybe hope, so. hope springs eternal. A- absolutely. So okay. Said until next time. Stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.